To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And New Zealand Herald Deputy Political Editor Thomas Coughlin joins me now. How are you, Thomas? Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Calvin Davis issued an apology this week to ex uh, Karen Chua. Uh, was it genuine, do you believe? Oh, I hope so. I don't, I'm not sure whether it was certainly a bit late. I uh, was quite to to how, how genuine it was. I mean, the, the comments um, about her, uh, her, her vanilla lens on life and, and her, you know, being Māori but not, uh, not having that Māori worldview were pretty offensive. And, and I think um, it's a very offensive sculpt from across the house. Um, but it certainly looked like the apology came after the outcry, which suggests the apology was more in relation to perhaps the political outcry uh, than actually him realising that what he said was a bit um, offensive and hurtful. I reckon what was actually genuine was how um, how uh, hurt Karen Chua felt about it. She was very visibly um, moved, uh, you know, upset by those comments, uh, and they really kind of landed a blow. And I think that that um, to most people spoke to just uh, how offensive the comments were. That actually. You know, for a moment there, someone withdrew from the current thrust of Parliament and was, was pretty visibly hurt by something that was um, was objectively quite a hurtful thing to say. Mm, I see that former Deputy Deputy Prime Minister Paula Bennett, she described the comments as racist, offensive and divisive. Do you think that's a fair call? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably do. I, I, I mean, you know, a lot of the commentary since was focused on the fact that, you know, it's, it's no, one's, um, no one has any right to decide uh, what makes someone Māori or not Māori, um, you know, Karen Chua is absolutely Māori and she has um, she has every right to, to live, uh, you know, um, her, her ethnicity in any way she kind of um, she kind of wants to. So, yeah, it's interesting to see Paula Bennett um, step in, uh, you know, with regards to that because it's something that she faced as well, um, this sort of uh, allegation that um, there is one way of, of being Māori that, that there's Māori on the right, um, fall short of. And, and so, yeah, I think um, I think it's probably quite a wise intervention of Paul Levin at there to sort of back, back, um, back her up. Thomas, I'm sure that you've been following British politics this week. Are there any domestic implications with the manner in which Liz Truss's financial policy has played out? This is, I mean, this is quite an incredible... I, 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 you know, I have been watching British politics this week. I've been glued to the <laughs> my phone. Um, and basically, the, 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 short, um, the short of it is that Liz Trust cut taxes uh, and increased its spending at the same time and didn't give the markets any picture of how she was going to pay for it. Um, and the markets had a meltdown and the British currency collapsed and the British cost of borrowing increased because the market said, well, hold on, we don't want to, we don't want to back all the borrowing that you're going to do. Now, eagle-eyed political observers notice that the, the National Party is also going to the election next year with a policy to cut taxes. Uh, they cut the top tax, tax rate, like Liz Trust was doing, and to cut other tax rates, um, and also to increase spending in health and education at the same time. So Labor was quite keen to say that actually, you know, this is that this could be a, a domestic version of what Liz Trust has tried to do. Um, the numbers don't actually quite pick it up. The Liz Trust proposal is massive. Um, it's it's about four and a half percent of GDP. It's tens of billions of pounds. Whereas the National Party's proposal, their tax Proposal's quite small. I mean, even if you if you chuck everything in there, it's about three to five billion pounds, and the spending proposals are about two billion pounds, uh, pounds dollars, I should say. Um, so that that um, so that they they're quite a bit smaller as a percentage of GDP. It's a it's a similar kind of vibe, but um, but 
it is much more uh, paid for than, than the trust pay. And so even though it looks the same on the outside, the, the scale of it just doesn't quite bear that comparison out. Thanks so much, Thomas. Nice to catch up with you this morning. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.